Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome back to Inside Arsenal. It's Friday, late afternoon. I've just got back home from Mikel Arteta's press conference at London Colney ahead of Sunday's crucial, crucial Premier League game against Liverpool. Absolutely massive, that one. Plenty to discuss. I thought I'd pop on here, record a quick episode. If you haven't seen it yet, myself and James Bench sat down for Inside Arsenal extra time a little bit earlier on today. That is down there on the uh, other video section. If you want to go and have a look for it, or it's, if you're listening to this on podcast, you'll find it on your podcast platforms. It did go out a little bit earlier where we spoke in depth about lots of things, including sort of rounding up Arsenal's transfer window dealings, all the conversations about the departures of some of the young players, which Mikel Arteta was asked about in his press conference today. And we also did look ahead to that Liverpool game and give our thoughts on it ahead of, yeah, what is just a massive, massive day when it comes to the Premier League title race on Sunday. All right, so let's start with what Mikel Arteta has been saying. The big news, no doubt, from today's press conference is Arteta's comments about Thomas Partey, where I would say probably all of our worst fears were confirmed when Mikel did admit that there has been a setback when it comes to Thomas Partey. I had a Strong suspicion that this was the case. It sounded like it with the way that Mikel was speaking about him ahead of the Nottingham Forest game when he just his demeanour and the way he said it is what it is when he was discussing Thomas. You kind of got the feeling that there had been some sort of setback. I was very surprised that he didn't play in that game against Nottingham Forest or involved in the squad against Nottingham Forest because that was the plan. And so for him to suddenly not be there, having been training the full week, did sort of yeah, it was a worry and those worries were confirmed today. My understanding of it, that he suffered a setback on Friday or on, on Saturday. He trained at the at the Emirates and then he suffered a setback either then or the following day. Um, 
and it's what Mikel had to have to say when he was asked about team news ahead of the game against Liverpool, when he was asked about Jesus and again about Thomas Party. He said, Gabby obviously played and trained with us the whole week. With Thomas, unfortunately, we had a little setback a few days ago. He's not going to be available in the squad. We'll see if it's a matter of days or weeks, but he had a little thing. Um, and then he said, "What? when you say setback, what do you mean? He says, I'm not a doctor, but he felt something in a very similar area and he wasn't able to train the last few days. Was asked how concerning that Thomas Party's ongoing fitness troubles are. He says it's a big concern because he's such an important player for us. He was getting some momentum at the start of the season. Then we lost him for a while. Now it has been a long time without him. He gives us something different that no other player can give us in the squad. So he'll be a big miss. He was asked, you know, why does this keep happening with Thomas Party? Is it just down to bad luck? And he said they have been different kind of injuries, but not everything is bad luck. There are a lot of things that are difficult to control. Obviously, the player has a history as well when he has some issues in the past. So we have to try and protect him and do everything that we can to avoid it again. Now, the worry for Arsenal here is that the operation that they put Thomas through when he suffered the injury after the game against Man City way back in October, the aim then was to try and stop the recurrence of these type of injuries. And now he comes back after so long out, has a week's worth of training, and now he suffers a setback. We don't know yet, as Mikel says there, they're not sure if it's days or weeks yet. He's still They're still trying to work out exactly what's going on. The scan's happening and the doctors are trying to work out exactly what's going on. Um, the hope is, obviously, that it is just going to be days and it is nothing majorly serious. But if this turns out to be another long, significant layoff for Thomas Party, then you can almost, you know, you get into the realms of the season now where you can kind of basically kiss the season goodbye for Thomas Party, which would be a huge, huge shame. But hopefully we're not at that point. Yeah, hopefully he can come back. This is just a week or so, two weeks. And he comes back and he can still play a big part in the season. Because as Mikel says there, he's so important to this team. You know, when Thomas Party plays, when he's fit, when he's healthy, as we saw in the first third, you know, three quarters of last season, there's barely anyone who can lay a glove on him in the Premier League in terms of how good he is and what he does to this team. And he's, You know, he makes a transformational impact in Arsenal's team when he's playing. But he just doesn't play enough. And it is such a shame. And... You know, it's a lot big saying, isn't it, that the, the biggest sort of example or um, it's sort of showing that there's going to be future injuries is past injuries. And so you, you just have no confidence or very little confidence when Thomas comes back that he's going to be able to play for a prolonged period of time. And that is a big, big shame. And for Arsenal, look, he would have played. If he was fit, he plays against Liverpool. Absolutely no doubt about it. So, yeah, it is a big concern. It's not what we were hoping to hear from Mikel Arteta. But let me know what you guys are thinking about it, about this latest setback when it comes to Thomas Party. How much of a concern is it to you? You know, again, what does it say in terms of, you know, his long-term future at the club, which is already up for debate. And I think this latest injury is certainly going to um, just add to the conversation about what Arsenal should do with Thomas Party when it comes to the summer. Interesting responses, I thought, from Mikel Arteta about his about the lack of youth players or youth chances that some of the players are getting. I mean, this was in response to Lino Sosa leaving. Obviously, there was plenty of players who left on sort of transfer deadline day, youth players. Sosa was certainly the most high-profile a lot with his move to Aston Villa. He then immediately goes to Plymouth Argyle on loan. So he started off, Jordan over the Athletic was asked, yeah, asked him about it. He said, why did you let Sosa go? And he said it was a club decision. He had a really particular situation with his contract and we had a lot of talks about it. The club believed it was the best decision to do that. And I supported that. Um, and then the conversation sort of turned more to 
Arteta's youth of the, uh, use of the youth players or the amount of chances and opportunities he's given them compared to, say, you know, there's lots of comparisons at the moment with what's going on at Liverpool with Conor Bradley and Jurgen Klopp throwing players in with, you know, um, Pep Guardiola giving Oscar Bob a chance and players like that. And so um, the question was, when you look at City and Liverpool, do you need to be bolder in giving youth a chance? And he said, we certainly want to do that. First of all, we need to produce those talents and then they have to earn it. Secondly, when we produce those talents, they have to be in the positions that we need filling. Everything has to come together and we are working on a few prospects which are not far away, but the reality is we want more. When he talks about the prospects there, which are not far away, I think we all know the sort of players he's talking about there when it comes to an Ethan Manieri and a Maury Cozy Dubry, although his contract needs sorted out, a Miles Lewis Skelly, players like that. Um, and then he was asked, so is it not, so is it that you're not choosing against using the talent? Is that the talent isn't there to break in at the moment? And he says, today, to give opportunities and to play in the first team at the level we require, we are a bit short, which was certainly an interesting answer. It'd be interesting to see how that's gone down. <laughs> that would go down with Per Mertesacker and people at the academy, because it's basically a manager saying that some of the academy players right now aren't good enough. Um, but I suppose the proof is in the pudding. You know, if he does believe that the, the academy players aren't good enough, that's why they're not getting many minutes. But I think, you know, there, there is certainly an argument that he's had opportunities that he's passed up to at least have a look in the sort of first team picture about whether they're good enough. But ultimately, you know, we can all have our opinion on it. And obviously we're going to have our opinion on it because we're football fans and we always have our opinion on it. But he is the manager. He is the the person watching them and looking at them in training. You know, he doesn't, it's not like he doesn't include them in training. He has all the kids coming over and playing all the time with the first team. You see that all the time. And yet, despite looking at them, despite using them in those sort of scenarios, he's not ready or not been willing to put them on the pitch. And so he obviously just doesn't feel that they are good enough. And ultimately, that's his decision. He's going to have to live and die by that position and uh, decision, I suppose. But yeah, I thought it, it was interesting comments um from him like i said it'll be interesting to see how they've gone down uh or how they will go down with the academy and with some of the players who are sort of pushing or trying to knock on the door but i think it is also fairly obvious at the moment that there is a bit of a gap in youth quality at arsenal you've had this really great crop where you've got had saka smith rowe inketia willock you know all players like that who have you know forced their way into the arsenal first team and even if they haven't had a prolonged stay there, like Willett, like Awobi before that, like Balogun, they've been sold for really good money elsewhere and having good careers elsewhere. You know, that doesn't happen very often. Arsenal had a, a real great batch all come through at the same time. Since then, there's definitely been a bit of a lull. There is another batch we were hoping, and I've talked about the names there, that we're hoping are going to come through and and um, and push towards the first team. But there is definitely that there's a gap between the batch that we've had, the batch that we hope is coming through, and then what there is now. And I don't think there is anything now. You know, we can talk about Lino Sosa, players like that, Rail, Rail Waters. Um, but from what I've seen, you know, there's no one absolutely banging the door down there. And perhaps you could say, well, if they were given a chance, they could come in and suddenly bang the door down. And there is that argument, of course. But um, ultimately, again, you know, Arteta's the manager. He's a guy who looks at these guys. He's the one who watches them in training. And if he doesn't think they're good enough, then, you know, I suppose he he's got the final choice, isn't he? He's a, he's got the trained eye. He's more far more trained than than you or I. Um. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. 
Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We talked about the lack of transfers, obviously, with the transfer deadline shut in yesterday. We talked about that, and he, he was asked, you know, the lack of January business across the whole of Premier League is a sign of things to come now with FFP. And uh, he says, I think it is a big reason. I fully agree. But as well, maybe there is not a player in the market who can make the difference or the impact that you need if you are able to recruit them, uh, which, again, I think is a big point. You know, Arsenal were open to doing some business in January. We we spoke about that. We've reported on that. But they didn't find someone that they felt um, they were willing to do that business for, given the probably the limitations financially they had. And you listened to Gary O'Neill yesterday after the Wolves game. He was fully admitting that they tried to sign a striker. They wanted to sign a striker. The strikers they wanted, they couldn't get. And the strikers they could get, he just they just felt... They weren't good enough to come in and improve the squad, so they chose not to sign them. And so it's not like you couldn't sign anyone in this window. I think a lot of teams are in the same position. A lot of clubs are in the same positions. It was just that the players that they could sign, they all deemed were not good enough to come in and improve the squad. And look, if you want to sign for Arsenal right now, if you want to improve this squad, because it's a very, very good squad competing for the top honours, you have to be a very, very good player. And I think Arsenal have moved on from the fact of, from the position of just signing players for the sake of it, you know, bringing in a Denis Suarez, someone like that. You know, I don't think they're in that position anymore. And I don't think they'll be doing that sort of thing anymore. So I think that's what he's talking about there. But he was then asked, look, if you struggle to score goals in the next couple of games and you know full well you're going to be asked, why didn't you sign anyone? Why didn't you just sign a striker? And he said, if we do win, if we win though, and I sc- and we score a lot of goals, then I think I like this. I love my players. And I think tomorrow they're going to score, when he says tomorrow means Sunday, um, they are going to score a lot of goals and they're going to be top. They fully deserve all our credit for the way that they are. And he was asked, so you fully trust your players? And he said, Absolutely, yes. So those are sort of some of the big talking points from the press conference today. Um, yeah, obviously the Thomas Party thing was a was a was a real blow. It was it wasn't great to hear, but um, fingers crossed that he's not going to be out for too long, and we are going to have him back available sooner rather than later. News from the Liverpool press conference. If you've seen it, Jurgen Klopp was talking. He hinted, and I say this almost not believing it at all. But he hinted that Darwin Nunes might be a doubt for Liverpool in the game. Out of nowhere, he suddenly admitted it to the whole world. Not even prompted. He wasn't even asked about it. He just suddenly threw it out there, which made me think, hmm, why are you doing that, Jürgen? Saying, oh, he was in a protective boot after the game against Chelsea. He couldn't walk, even though he played the whole game. He said when he took his football boot off, um, it was all really swollen. He left the pitch and he left the stadium in a protective boot. And Klopp was like, I don't know how he's going to be. We'll have to see if he'll even be able to get his football boot on again because of the size of his foot. Uh, but then Liverpool posted a video of him today at the training ground. Darwin Nunes looking fine, coming up the stairs, all smiles, um, you know, no limps or anything like that. So I imagine I'd be very, very surprised if Darwin Nunes doesn't play and isn't available. Um, a lot of people will say, well, maybe it'd be good for Arsenal if he's available because I know he's a bit of a, 
kind of figure of fun at times, Darwin Nunes, but I actually think he's a really fantastic player. I think he's a really good striker and um, he causes so many problems. Yes, he does miss some chances, no doubt about that. But he's, he, I don't think he's far away from suddenly exploding and being a 30-goal striker, Nunes. He certainly gets the chances. And um, if he can just get on a bit of a hot hot streak, he is going to be one hell of a player, I think. And um, I would rather play Liverpool without Darwin Nunes on Sunday than with him. But um, I've got a feeling he'll play. And I think Jurgen Klopp's maybe trying to pull the wool over the eyes a little bit with that one. All right, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching or listening once again today. Like I said, if you want to check out Inside Arsenal Extra Time, go and do that. It's down below in the videos if you're watching on YouTube or it's on your podcast if you're listening in any of the podcast platforms. I'll be back tomorrow to really look ahead to the game. Please do send in your questions, send in your comments, send in your opinions about what you want to see this weekend from Arsenal, who you want to see playing, what Mikel Arteta should do. Give me your response to what he's had to say in a press conference down below. I'll try and pull them together and include them in tomorrow's show. Until then, everyone have a very good end to your Friday. Enjoy the start of your weekend. I'll be back tomorrow to speak to you all again. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.